The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts Welcome to Truth Hounds, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Anna, and I've been unemployed for about a year now, so I really have nothing going on. And I'm Kyle. In middle school, I received the award Most Enthusiastic to Learn, so that makes me pretty special. And that is what makes us the perfect investigative duo. We are two friends who love each other very much, but what we love even more is getting to the bottom of mysteries. All mysteries, sure, but small mysteries specifically. Trust me, no mystery is too small. No, no, no. Why don't you trust me when I tell you we are ready to sniff around? We are the Truth House. Hello? Hey, Kyle. Yeah, hey. Hey, it's it's Anna. Oh, hey. Hey, um, are you busy right now? Oh, well, I just put something in the oven, but what's up? Um, we need to talk. I'll be right there. Thank you so much for meeting me here. Yeah. I got my oil changed, so I made the drive. It's nice, and look, it's just, it's so beautiful. It really was beautiful. Uh, so is this the same investigation or a different one? No, it's the same one. It's, we're, we're still asking why people are mean. Anyway, I, I brought you here because I wanted to recap what happened last week. So, if you remember, Last week, we interviewed a celebrity, Karen Kilgariff, about why she's mean. It's a truth that I um, feel the need to be accountable for. Then we put out a call to action. We asked people to name the meanest person that they know in their life. I have never been more 
I, I don't I don't know how to say that they like insult you personally. It's coming back to me now. Right, and then don't forget that we also did a kind of ride along with the meanest person I know, Megan, to kind of teach you how to be mean. But that doesn't affect me. All I care about is mine, getting my nut. Oh, and let's not forget, you revealed that you used to be mean. I used to be mean. What, Anna? How are you processing that? With time. Well, should we get back into it? I think so. Episode three. Why are some people mean? Part two. The investigation was back on. We were going to go to the yogurt shop, where Kyle would finally face this alleged mean person. But then something occurred to me. Would she know what to say? What if I got there and it was scary? What if I stuttered? Anna, you know me. I clam up. Kyle, it's okay. You just get a little nervous. <sighs> I, I, I wish that I had some words written out for me so I knew what to say. Like a script. The new plan? Hire successful Hollywood screenwriters to write a foolproof script for Kyle to follow at the yogurt shop. We started to think about the kind of dialogue we liked. Me, Kyle, I like broad comedy. You know, the type of movie where someone farts so loud that someone on the other side of the world falls down? And me, Anna, I like kind of more cerebral TV shows. You know, the ones that two weeks later, you're just in the shower and it occurs to you, huh, that's what that woman's letter meant. These are shows that are smaller budgets, but they have less creative input from the network execs. You know, your shows with your Buscemi's or Giovanni Ribisi's. There were no two ways about that. We knew who we had to call. Hello? Hi, uh, Chloe? Oh. Hey. And, and Josh, is this a this is a conference call? Or, well, we're in the same place, actually. We we live together, so we're in the we're on the same phone. They were Chloe and Josh, and they were an unstoppable writing duo, who were in love with each other and script writing. Just for the record, um, Chloe, you worked on Sneaky Pete as a as a writer, right? Uh, I was the writer's assistant, yeah, but I, I started as the writer's PA and worked my way up to writer's assistant, so. She's great in a room. She, she, she really, uh, I think they just saw her and they bumped her up. Wow. wow. Mazel tov. Yeah, mazel. And then, wait, and then Josh, you wrote a, a Jerry O'Connell vehicle? Is that correct? Oh, yeah, I, co- I, I co-wrote a Jerry O'Connell vehicle, actually. I was one of the writers, one of the one of a few writers, but I was, um, I was one of the writers. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. That's Very really cool. cool. Kyle had sent them an email a day before asking them to write a script, dialogue for her to use while interacting with this mean yogurt person. We told them, this isn't your usual Hollywood writing gig, but take it seriously. No messing around. So, um... Would you guys be willing to to do do that for us? 
yeah, we for, can uh, for you guys. We can take that out. Sure. Sure. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. Thank you Thank so much. You. Now, this next part is a bit unprofessional. I mean, we're not the type to lose our cool around famous people. Remember last week when we interviewed known celebrity Karen Kilgariff? We were super cool about that. But it's like, okay, if you saw Kevin Costner at the grocery store, are you not going to say I loved you in the movie, Tim Cup? That's what I thought. We asked them what it was like to work with Sneaky and Jerry O'Connell. They were, they were super cool, really easy to work with, great yeah. energy, really professional. Um, you know, it's no surprise they both have worked for many years because I think they bring that to sort of everything they do. Wow. Celebrities are just like us. Thanks okay, so, thank much so much for doing this. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, yeah. no problem. We'll, yeah. Um, we'll get into this script and we can be in touch about that. Yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely be in touch. They work around the clock, these guys. We got the script the next morning. Now we were properly armed and ready to go to the yogurt shop to face the Mino. Well, the alleged Mino. We printed it out, unlocked Kyle's Prius, got in, put the key in the ignition, and started the engine. Vroom, vroom. But then we realized something. In the original tip about the mean yogurt person, our helpful tipster said all the details we needed, except the time he usually goes to get Froyo. I mean, if we just went there at a random time, that would not be scientific. The mean person might not even be there. So we said, let's forget about the vroom vroom for a second. We took the keys out of the ignition, grabbed our script, locked the Prius, and walked back to my house to regroup. We sat down on Kyle's newly purchased adult couch and re-listened to our lead. It's amazing. It's a, it's a great yogurt. That's the problem, is that it's such good yogurt, and it's right down the street from my favorite sushi place, so I opened Bingo. The tipster said it was down the street from his favorite sushi place. From that, we intuited that he probably went after he got sushi. We would just wait until it was a reasonable time to get sushi and go after that. But then, something happened. Kyle picked up her copy of the script, started walking toward the front door, and started unlocking her Prius before even putting her shoes on. I asked her what the hell she was doing. I said to Anna, Don't you dare talk to me that way. We are getting sushi. I countered to Kyle. We're eating sushi at 1 p.m.? What are you, on psychedelics? I explained to Anna that this was the perfect time to get sushi. 1 p.m. The lunch rush is over. The fish just got dropped off by the fish guy. What else would you want? I didn't want to argue with Kyle. But between us girls, I thought she was out of her damn gourd. Everyone knows that the perfect time to get sushi is at 9 p.m. 9 p.m. The conversations are flowing. Plus, you feel like you're in Europe. Ciao, Bella! If you remember in the last episode, Kyle was teaching me Italian. Well, guess what? It's been going really well. Our opinions were as different as night and day, and we were just two people. This made it complicated. If our opinions were so different, then 
who knew what our helpful tipster was talking about? For all we knew, he could be getting sushi at 6 a.m. It was anyone's guess. We knew there was only one way to handle this problem. We put out an immediate call to action on our beloved social media platform, Instagram. Kyle made another really cool graphic. It was a picture of two really attractive people sharing a coy smile over a bountiful tray of sushi. Underneath, it said, What time do you and your loved ones typically get sushi? To clarify, we added, Is it around 2 p.m.? Or is it more like 7 p.m.? We told people it was important we heard from them. The calls came flooding in. Kyle put her script back down, and we started crunching the numbers. But... We didn't only crunch numbers, Anna. We also learned a lot. All sorts of different people got sushi at all sorts of different hours, for different reasons. Even Anna's mom responded. And she's from Russia. No offense. What's crazy to me is, first of all, I didn't even know that my mom eats sushi. Like, that's news to me. And then, I'm just like, I find it kind of heartwarming that she grew up in communism. It was actually really cool. It seemed like everyone was eating sushi. Have you ever seen like an old movie in the 90s and they're like, let's go get sushi. And then the guy's like, that's weird. Oh, that fish thing? Yes, that's right. I mean, look where we are. It kind of shows you anything can kind of, we can progress. Absolutely, we can beat anything. Okay, you're right. We did learn a lot. But then, we got back to crunching numbers and analyzing data. 19? Oh, Lord. Plus 19? Oh, God. Plus 19? Are you okay? Another 19? Yeah. Okay, I'm just getting scared as the numbers get bigger. Because okay. okay. I, I don't want to fall I back, know, know. you know? It's okay. Wanna... It's okay. Plus 19? Again? Yeah, again. Okay. Plus 19 again? Oh, my God. 6.37 so is that... the average time. I would say then that means that's the truth. That's the truth. It's 6.37 is the time to go get sushi. Bingo. We had our time. We waited around for five hours. We got hungry. Which was good, because that meant we would actually go get sushi before getting froyo. I know things are getting really good, but we have to take a break for some ads. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And the ad break is over. We would walk a mile in our tipster's shoes, because that's what good investigators do. We picked up both of our scripts, put our shoes on, locked the door behind us, unlocked Kyle's Prius, got in, put the keys in the ignition, vroom vroom, and off we went to get sushi. Then, our bellies bursting with unagi, we would confront the mean yogurt person. If you're sensitive to sounds, you might want to turn this next part down a little bit. You see, I'm eating sushi and my mouth is full. Or if you're into this kind of thing, blast it, sister. But yeah, most places I think have had a trouble transitioning yeah. to this takeout style. And yeah. sushi is really, you should usually eat it. But honestly, this is not that bad in the car. It's not that bad in the car. Also, we ate right after we ordered. We we drove up to a spot mm-hmm. and then we sat down to eat sushi. So mm-hmm. it was kind of, I mean, it's a little bit like being served, mm-hmm. you know? Anyway, you get it. Because the big confrontation was right around the corner, we tried to predict just what kind of mean this yogurt person was going to be. Kyle went first. It's going to be like a kind of coated mean where it's like it's like a spicy something a spicy food that like doesn't taste hot at first, but then as you mm, as you totally. As you go, it sneaks, kind of, up on it sneaks up on you, and you're like, well, there's, and you go, there's the heat. There's the heat, exactly. Yeah, there's the heat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm really curious, obviously. What do you think it's going to be like? Okay, you come in mm-hmm. to my store, right? And then I'm on the phone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
Yeah, I would be, um, I'd be willing to close the shop a little earlier today since no one important is here. I know she was just speaking in hypotheticals, but her acting was amazing. That really hurt. I would have to say something. Yeah, like, I'm a person. Yeah, so I'm, exactly. I, I don't think you should actually close your shop mm -hmm. because I'm standing right here. Okay. Your time. There's still a little bit of food, so I save it. Save it. Yeah, I'll save it. We can just put it in the bag. And just like that, we were on our way. Well, not so quick, Kyle. Did you memorize the script? Uh. Yeah, that's what I thought. On the way to the Froyo shop, I helped Kyle run her lines. Yeah. You make it or do I make it? I'm just checking in. Do you make it or do I make it? Exactly. Okay. That's really good. I think you go, what you did just now was perfect. Do you make it or do I make it? Do you make it or do I make it? Like, you're almost like, I know the answer, but I forgot. Yeah, what helps me is to say that line and kind of squint. Like, oh, yeah. Do you make it or do I make it? Yeah, exactly. It okay. gives you something. It grounds you yeah. a little bit. You know, do you, you make go, it or do I make it? I almost forgot. It's like, wait, do you make it or do I make it? I was doing my best to direct Kyle, acting as a kind of Cassavetes of the duo. But I needed to do more. I needed to get mean. I needed to become the Maurice Pilaw of the duo. What you're about to hear is my putting Kyle through the ringer. You're going too hard. You think so? Maybe. I'm preparing you for the worst okay. just in case. Okay, I'm going to block you out. Okay, just block me out. I'm not even here. Hello. Hi. I'm so excited to get some yogurt. I've never cared. <laughs> what do you recommend? What's popular? I don't care about my job. Can you swirl any two flavors together or do they have to be side by side? You can swirl what I can say you can swirl. Are these all the toppings you have? Can you mix any of them? You can mix whatever you want. I truly don't care about you. Oh, do you do it or do do you make it or do I make it? I make it because that's my job. Cool. Does Jerry O'Connell come here? No, he doesn't, actually. Oh, well, not to be a sneaky Pete, but do you guys have taster spoons? No. It helps me eat slow. Okay, we did it. Bravo! I think, I think so I good! Whoa. Chloe and Josh had written an excellent script. Amazing. Now that my lines were memorized and I had endured Anna's brutal acting boot camp, I was prepared for anything that was about to come my way. Okay, so it's in half a mile on the right-hand side. Okay. Wow. Just like that, we were at the Froyo shop. Well, not just like that. Again. I mean, think about what it took to get here. We interviewed Karen. We asked people to recommend the meanest person they could think of. We did a ride along with Megan. We learned about capitalism. We hired Hollywood writers. We learned what time people get sushi. It was a long journey to get here. And now, we were finally on our way to confront the very essence of what it meant to be mean. Nothing could stop us. Well, actually, that's not exactly true. The law could stop us. And if you remember, if there's one thing I love more than my dog, it's the law. 
You see, we really did go to the Froyo shop. We promise. But for legal reasons, we can't really play the audio for you. Well, in a way we can. But you're not going to like it. Have a listen. And do you make it or... Oh, okay. Okay. See, we didn't want to put you through that. It's unlistenable. We tried to work around it, and we do have another version for you to hear, but there's something funky about it, too. See if you can spot it. What do you recommend what's popular? Play the cake batter or the mango sorbet. And can you swirl any flavors together, or do they have to be side by side? Actually, the machines are right there, so you can actually build your own. So uh, you can only swirl some flavors, but you can get as many flavors as you want. You hear that? You guessed it. That's not the yogurt person. That's actually Kyle. She re-recorded the part in our audio where the person talks. And then, she insisted on using that monster voice from the tip line message. That I rejected, by the way. Sorry, Anna. Ugh, grow up. Okay, sorry. You know I love costumes, and this was a little costume for my voice. Okay, well, when you put it that way, I love it. You go, girl. We knew that these versions weren't going to work for you guys, so we decided to transcribe what actually happened, word for word, and hired professional actors and had them reenact the audio. And now, an ad break. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, 
limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The ad break is over. We asked a really promising actor named Craig to play the yogurt person. And in an effort to not be biased, we hired another great actor named Annie to portray Kyle. The cold read was nothing short of awesome. Don't go by the weight. And do you make it or do I make it? But you can go ahead and self-serve. Okay. That was great. But we decided to make some slight adjustments because we wanted to convey how it actually felt on that fateful night. Plus, we loved good acting. Remember Kevin Costner? We gave a couple of small notes. We tried to remain unbiased. Yeah, I think, Craig, this character is Okay. I think, Annie, your character, Kyle, she's really cool. She's really hot. People should be thankful she's even in the store in the first place. Then, something really interesting happened. Annie, who until this point had been wearing glasses, started to slowly remove her glasses. It was a bit confusing, so Kyle asked for clarification. I did notice you just took off your glasses. Is that sort of to represent this character in a new light? I just didn't feel like Megan Fox would wear glasses in a Michael Bay film, so I also chose not to. It's the perfect answer. And now we present, in its entirety, what actually happened when we confronted the really mean person who worked at an undisclosed yogurt shop. What can I do for you? Um, hi. Hello. I'm excited to get some yogurt. This is really good stuff. But wait, that's not how it was. I mean, there were sounds. It was very much alive. You know, there was a door, a bell. Techno music was in the background. We decided to work with a Foley artist that was recommended by our editor. Well, to be fully transparent, he was our editor. He really wanted to try his hand at being a Foley artist, so we agreed under the condition that he would go by an alias for this specific project. Can you introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, I'm Adam. Wait a minute. That was the editor's real name. Um, remember we talked about you going by the name Bernard? Mm -hmm. We chose the name Bernard because that's my favorite elf in Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. Hi, I'm Bernard. To really drive in the authenticity of this Foley artist persona, I even gave our editor Adam a nickname. And then if it's okay, my nickname for you is going to be Saint Bernard. Okay. We sat with Bernard perusing our sound effect options. We were a little disappointed, 
we thought the whole point of Foley artists was that they make the sounds themselves. Bernard was just finding sound effects on YouTube. It wasn't the perfect situation, but we made it work. What about this? What about, yeah, yeah let's try that. sounded really good. I mean, what's not to like? When I think of door, I think old, creepy. You know, it's seen some things. I, I guess the thing that doesn't quite work is that it, when, when I hear that, I think of the door almost like the, it's coming off the hinge and it's like swinging. And I thought that the door that they had was actually pretty, it looked like pretty, like a pretty new door. Ouch. Okay, interesting point. But I wondered if Kyle could do better. Let's hear, can we hear that one? Just, I just want to know what that's, that's all sure. about. It's good to hear them all. Huh. Huh, yeah. I mean, that sounded like a garage door. If I'm being honest, it sounded like a great garage door. One that was probably guarding something really good. Like a huge car. Or a boat. Or, hell, even a really cool man cave. Hell yeah, brother. In the end, Bernard really came through. He found us the perfect yogurt shop door sound. It really brought the event to life. Uh, what about this one? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think that's I think really that's good. good. I think we'll go that's with that. Awesome. And then I guess there was music playing, so maybe if you could find something that's like... Um, like techno music? Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good idea. Sort of like upbeat music in the background. Can we use... Um, just an idea. Feel free to, you know, shoot it down. But can we use... Um, um, my friend's song? Uh, yeah, sure. Do you not like that? No, I just, uh, okay, let's, I, let's just hear it. Okay. Like, it's, it's it's very it's good, but I just to be honest, it kind of brings me back to a dark place, and I also feel like it's not the kind of music that was playing in the shop. Like mm. it was techno. Okay. Yeah. So maybe if this could be more of a techno version, it could work. But okay, what about this? What if it was reworked as a kind of techno song? Would that be okay? Yeah, I think so. You'd just be willing to give it a try? Yeah, I think that if it had more of a techno tune to it, I think it could work. Okay, okay. I wrote my friend Wit and asked him to write a techno version of his great song, Contemplating Suicide. I told him to step on it. Foley waits for no one. He sent me a version within an hour. It was so nice to work with you, Bernard. Mm, the pleasure was mine. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for everything, St. Bernard. Okay, now we were really ready. And now we present, in its entirety, 
what actually happened when we confronted the really mean person who worked at an undisclosed yogurt shop. What can I do for you? Um, hi. Hello. I'm excited to get some yogurt. Oh, you can go ahead and self-serve. Um, can, what do you recommend? What's popular? For the froyo? Definitely the cake batter or uh, the mango sorbet. <laughs> okay. Can you swirl any flavors together? Or does it have or is there... Or does it have to be side by side? The machines are right there, so you can actually build your own. So uh, you can only swirl some flavors, but you can get as many flavors as you want. Are all these the toppings? Yeah. Wow. Can you mix the toppings? So the way it works is that anything that is loose still goes by weight. Anything in the container is 250. You can pick them out, but the containers don't go by weight. And do you make it or do I make it? You can go ahead and self-serve. Oh, okay. And when you grab these, you just hold on to them. <laughs> cool. I have a question. Does Jerry O'Connell come here? Who? Jerry O'Connell. I don't know who that is. Probably. A lot of famous people pull up. Little TJ, Logan Paul, Mario Guetta, Kirby Red. <laughs> yeah, bunch of people. Not to be a sneaky Pete, but do you have a taster spoon? Do we have what? Not to be a sneaky Pete, but do you have a taster spoon? Taster spoon? Oh, you actually can't eat inside the store right now. Yeah. Yeah. It just helps me eat slow. Yeah. And the Academy Award goes to Annie and Craig. Wow. Hey, did you like how Chloe and Josh's award-winning script mentioned Jerry O'Connell and the TV show Sneaky Pete? We didn't want to tell them how to do their job, but... Let's just say we gave them a few notes. And hey, it worked. Hearing this script and watching those actors act, it really felt like it did that night at the yogurt shop. It was amazing. Well, now you know what we know. Back to that night. As we sat in my car eating Froyo, we reflected. We're eating the yogurt in the car. Which is really good. It's really good yogurt. It's definitely... Honestly, this is some of the best frozen yogurt I've ever had. Yeah. And then you know what's really messed up? That person that we dealt with was one of the nicest customer service people people I've ever encountered. Yeah, I mean, like, he had an answer for everything. He was patient. He was super patient. Once we were done asking questions, he even said, I can help you with anything. Can I help you with anything else? He he made us feel seen and heard, but he was also really quick with dealing with other people, but very quick while making them feel comfortable. 
and like they're coming back to a neighborhood place. And he get, he gave me free he he didn't he gave me free toppings. Wow! And I got two toppings. Two. The case was closed. This really mean yogurt person wasn't mean at all. And Megan wasn't mean. Come to think of it, Karen wasn't mean either. So, what did this tell us about meanness? We headed back to the beach to reflect on this investigation. Hey, thank you so much for meeting me here again. It was a long drive, but I'm happy to be here. Yeah, but you got your oil changed and then look at how beautiful it is. I mean, the clouds today, honestly, are so bouncy and fluffy. They're like, I don't know, they're like the pillows of the sky. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I mean, I guess we should think about what we learned, right? We set out to question what is meanness and why people are mean. And I guess, I guess we learned that it's not that people are inherently mean. It's more that people can just kind of have a bad day. And I guess I learned that sometimes the best armor against mean people is to not take it personally. But let's be honest, they were a bunch of dumbasses. Sorry, it's just one of those days. I love this side of you. Truth Hounds is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks. scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.